0: Luke chapter 16, verse 10. I don't know if you can get that up there for me. Luke chapter 16, verse 10. All right. Jesus speaking. And he's speaking. If you read that parable, he's talking about stewardship. Say stewardship. Now, it's the parable of the unjust steward. Anybody familiar with it? I looked at that for all my life and didn't understand what he was talking about. Do you want me to, to, to expound on that parable a little bit? Would you like that? The parable of the unjust steward? It's grossly misunderstood in most churches. They won't even talk about it because it's, it's, it's one of those difficult scriptures, right? Go back to verse 1, and I'll, I'll share a little bit what the Spirit of God has shown me about it through the years, okay? All right, verse 1, please, if you could. Thank you for your help. Thank you for your, your uh Faithfulness and serving God and for helping me. Amen. Cindy, you, you did wonderful today. Being thankful, being grateful. Friend, you can't be depressed and be grateful at the same time. Huh? You can't be confused and be grateful at the same time. You can't be full of lust and be grateful at the same time. Praise the Lord. And he said also unto his disciples, there was a certain rich man. Now, I believe that he in the parables of Luke... Jesus uses this terminology where he says there was a certain, uh, a a certain individual. Now, I believe in the parables of Luke especially that uh, when Jesus uses this term certain man, that he is definitely talking about somebody that the the people he was speaking to knew about. There was a certain rich man which had a steward and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. Can you give me a little bit easier to understand uh, version, please, maybe the NLT? Or the MSG or the TPT or something like that in there. Glory to God, praise the Lord. There was a certain rich man who had a manager handling his affairs. One day a report came that the manager was wasting the boss's money. Next, please. So the employer called him in and said, "Hey, what's all this I'm hearing about you? What's going on, man? Get your report. Give me, bring me your balance sheet, your profit and loss statement. Let's look at your financials. See what's going on here. All right? You might. This might be it for you, pal. Next, please." The manager thought to himself, "Now, now, what, what am I going to do here, man? I'm either going to get fired. Uh, I, 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 I'm not cut out to be digging no ditches. And uh, I'm, you know, I mean, I'm." Everybody in the community knows me as kind of a big shot, and I sure can't go stand on the street corner and beg. I'd rather die. Next, please. So what he did was he, he uh, hatched this scheme, verse 4, please, and said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to make friends in the community so that uh, uh, when, it all, when the wheels come off of this thing, I'll have some place to go. Right? Next, please. Verse 5. So he invited each person who owed the boss some money to discuss the situation. And he said, uh, how much do you owe the boss? And he said, I owe him 800 gallons of olive oil. Can you imagine owing somebody 800 gallons of olive oil? I mean, what was he doing with this stuff? Anyway, the manager told him, uh, here's, here's your promissory note. He handed it back to him. So if I'm holding the promissory note and I give it back to you, it's, it's a, what's called a... Uh, a bearer instrument right like a cashier's check whoever's got it like a lottery ticket whoever's got it is either rich or poor right so he says here's here's your promissory note now sit down let's make you another deal i'll 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 accept half so the guy says i'll take that deal sure so he writes him up another promissory note for 400 which is half right next please he tells the next guy what do you owe the boss he says well i owe him a thousand bushels of wheat he says, here's your promissory note. Uh, 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 let's just scribble that out and initial it and change it to 800. <laughs> Next, please. The rich man had to admire the dishonest rascal for being so shrewd. When the boss finds out about it, he says, wait a minute, wait a minute. I wasn't getting nothing from these clowns in the community, right? Right. But my manager, who works for me, figured out a way to at least get something out of them. You know what a bad debt is? Uncollectibles. <laughs> I know what it's like from both sides, brother. Amen. But the, 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 the owner of the property said, good job. Good job. You got something out of this guy down the road that owed me a thousand bushels a week. I mean, you're more likely to pay, instead. we told the story, we told it many times about we had a credit card that, man, you miss a payment, and it goes from 8% to 12%, 16%, it went to 30%, and we were paying hundreds of dollars a month, and it was growing, and, and we weren't using it anymore, it's like there's no way out, I can tell you a way out, stop the tape, okay? <laughs> If you have a credit card company that is, that is strangling you, and you call them and they won't play ball with you, all right, there's always something you can do. Bankruptcy is not a dirty word. It comes right out of the Bible. People think, well, that's dishonest. If God told Moses to give bankruptcy as a concept and a principle to the children of Israel, it's not ungodly. It should not be misused but I can tell you, if you have a credit card company that is after you, that's, that's killing you. You can write, next time they call you, say, I need my account number and your fax number. And all you got to do is write them on a napkin, a paper towel, a box top, anything. Stop bugging me about this debt. Write your account number and sign it and fax it or take a picture with your phone and email it to them. By law, they can't bug you anymore. Yeah, but what about my credit rating? Your credit rating's already shot. They they get over it. I found out after just a couple of years, they get over it. It'll come right back up. And what's going to happen is they're going to close your account. The interest will stop. You may get a letter from a lawyer, answer it. Don't pretend, don't, don't pretend this is faith by not answering letters from lawyers. That's not faith. That's dumb. You talk to that lawyer and say, here's the deal, pal. I'll give you 25 cents on the dollar. Take it or leave it. Now, this is not in my notes today, all right? <laughs> he might come back and say, we'll take 50 cents on the dollar. Say, done. But I'm going to make payments with no interest over five years. He'll say, sounds like a winner. He goes back to the credit card company and says, We're gonna, we got half. We got half. <laughs> Woo! They're gonna say, good job, son, and they give him 10% or whatever it is, right? Say amen. You're not gonna hear this in any other church you go to. I don't care how far you drive. Next verse, please. Here's the lesson. Use your worldly resources. Can you get me back up there? Thank you. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. (laughs) That's the lesson. That's what me and Cindy do. (laughs) We put, you know, a significant amount of our own money in the church. We're we're glad to do it. We're blessed. We've never been better off. Then, when your earthly possessions are gone, he doesn't say if he says when. The day's coming, friend. I don't care how much you got. You're going to leave here, and it's all going to burn. It's all going to burn. Every bit of it. So you might as well relax and enjoy the ride. Amen? Take care of business while you're here. Make sure your priorities are straight. But don't stress over this little penny-ante stuff like houses and cars and money and debt and IRS or child support or none of that. Just do the best you can and get on with your life and sing a happy song. Like Cindy taught us today. Be thankful. Be grateful. Don't let the devil get you down over stuff. It's only stuff. It's all going to burn. Every bit of it. Say it's all going to burn. (laughs) Woo-wee. Use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends. Then when your earthly possessions are gone, like the, the unjust steward here, right? I mean, he was on the streets. He was riding high one day. He had a high level corporate position with a corner office with two windows. And the next day, he's on the street. It can happen. I don't want to see a show of hands. I mean, it happened to me more than once. Where I was, I mean, I I had a job in in a certain uh, business where the boss, was just me and him, and I had all the employees. And, I mean, I trained the employees, organized the inventory, trained everybody, organized everything. I mean, I worked hard for that man. He never gave me a nickel raise. He said, boy, there's a lot of money in this business. You just stick around. There'll be a lot of money in here. I'm like, if you say so, fine. That's fine. I mean, I don't care. I'm working. I'm not working to, to get rich, obviously, if I'm working for you, sir. I'm working to be honorable. Every penny I made did not make one house payment in a month that I worked there at that place. He kept telling me, he kept telling me, man, one of these days, boy, you a, there's a lot of money in this business. I'm like, this affects me how? I just told him one day, I got a little bit tired of hearing that. And I just told him, I said, well, that's fine, but you're not my source. He fired me the next day. Because I told him, you're not my source. God, say this, God's my source. source. Say, God's my source. Come on, close your eyes, put your hands on your heart, and say, God, you're my source. You're my source. I'll never run out. I'll never run dry. You're my source. See how much God God loves you. God's not going to let you run out. We got to get to a point where we stop all this dumb worry about stuff. Well, Brian, you don't know what it's like. Trust me, buddy. I know what it's like. I could tell you horror stories about going without food working hard and they took everything well 65% of your gross they take 65% of your gross not your net your gross if you got gas money to get to work i mean you don't trust me i was begging food anyway i don't want to get too much into that glorify the devil or nothing like that but don't don't tell me i don't know what it's like cuz i do know what it's like then when your earthly possessions are gone, they will welcome you to an eternal home. We should be investing in people. And the day is going to come, friend. Say it's about people. It's about God's people. The day is going to come, friend, when all this penny annie stuff down here ain't going to matter. And you and me are going to be sliding up and down the streets of gold in our socks. Huh? Huh? It's going to be no pressure of any kind ever again. You're going to be glad you served God. Next verse, please. If, say if, yes. you're faithful in little things. And what's he talking about? What's little things in, in the mind, the heart and mind of Jesus? Red letters on that screen. He's, he's talking about little things. What are the little things that Jesus is talking about here? Money. Stuff. Stuff you can buy. Stuff that money can buy. He says, that's little things. He says, if you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful in big stuff. People say, well, when my ship comes in, I'm really going to support the ministry. Bull shrapnel you is. <laughs> you got to start when you're hungry. Amen. When you're hangry. <laughs> you got to start serving God with your monedas, with, your, with whatever you got. hmm Whatever you got has to serve God. you got to make that dollar bill bow its knee to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Amen. You'll never worship something that bowed its knee to Jesus in your hands. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he says, if, you, if you're faithful in little things, you'll be faithful. In Friend, this is just a dressing room for the great drama. We're about to step out onto the stage. Jesus said, the meek are going to inherit the earth. Who do you think he's talking about? He's talking about people that are involved in quiet obedience to the master in his service. That's the people in this room. That's the people that are listening to me right now. The meek are going to inherit the earth. What do you think that means? What part of the earth do you think you're fixing to inherit? the streets you've been driving up and down to get to church today that's all gonna be yours who do you think jesus is going to trust this stuff to somebody from another country no when 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 jesus comes and sets his foot on the mount of olives the word of god says we're going to be kings and priests And you may not have much respect in this life. Don't you worry about it. The day is going to come when they're going to do what you say. <laughs> they're going to do what you say. It's going it's to wiggle the way you want it to. Because <laughs> you're faithful. But if you're dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. He's talking about Proving yourself with money, which he says is a little thing. He says, if I could prove myself with money, the day is going to come when I'm going to have real responsibility. I mean, this paper money ain't worth much anyway, friend. (laughs) I don't have time to get into that too much, but you know. uh, uh, The... What do they call this, the Federal Reserve? I mean, this is an international cartel of bankers that wormed their way into the U.S. Constitution and are now uh, determining the rate of exchange, which is totally unconstitutional. And our currency ain't worth the paper it's written on. The day's gonna come when real assets are gonna come into your hands if you're faithful with the little things, the little things.